In our busy world, family time frequently gets neglected. It is vital that we give attention to our families while we can, and it is especially important to give attention to what God says in His Word about our homes. For the next few minutes, let's join Scott Pauley as we open the Scriptures and find God's message for your family. For the last several studies, we've been in Deuteronomy chapter number 6, and I would encourage you, go back and read Deuteronomy 6 with your family. Sit down, read through it aloud, talk about it, and then talk about how you can apply that in your own home. It's all about getting the Word of God into your family life. I bring you today to the end of the book of Deuteronomy, and not just the end of Deuteronomy. It is the end of Moses' writings. It's the end of Moses' life. It's like the great exclamation point on what God gave him, and guess what he wants to emphasize? When you come to Deuteronomy 32, the Lord has given Moses a song to teach to the children of Israel so that they will remember the Lord. By the way, music is a powerful thing. Use the right kind of music in your home. Uh, Music teaches, it inspires, it sets a tone. But then Moses speaks in Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse number 46, and he said unto them, Set your hearts unto all the words which I testify among you this day, which ye shall command your children to observe to do all the words of this law. For it is not a vain thing for you, because it is your life. And through this thing ye shall prolong your days in the land, whether ye go over Jordan to possess it. Did you hear that expression? It's your life. This is not a game, friends. This is not just something you ought to consider. This is your life. It's the life of your children. It's the life of your home, your connection to the Word of God. If you want to know what place God has in you and in your home, then I would ask you to answer this question. What place does God's Word have in you and in your home? Set your heart on it. Command your children to observe to do it. That's how Moses ended Interestingly enough, when you come to the next book of the Bible, the book of Joshua, Joshua leads another generation, lives his life, comes to the end. Guess how he finishes? Joshua 24, 15. If it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Do you see how every household in every generation must choose for itself? You see, there are choices that you must make. You can't make it for other families, but you you must make it for your family at this juncture, at this moment. And then you should use your influence to teach your children so that in God's good time, they too will choose the right thing for their children. Perhaps you've lived long enough to know There comes a moment that you can't make all the choices for your children. They start making decisions for themselves, and that's not a bad thing. That's a healthy thing and a good thing, but you can get them ready for those choices. Let me show you a parallel passage today in Proverbs chapter 22. It's really parallel to everything we've been studying in the book of Deuteronomy about teaching our children and the progression of how that works in our lives and from generation to generation. Most of Proverbs is full of sentence sermons, meaning that each verse almost stands alone. But occasionally there are sections within the Proverbs, and here's one of them. Beginning in Proverbs 22, verse 17, 
we read these words, Bow down thine ear, and hear the words of the wise, and apply thine heart unto my knowledge. For it is a pleasant thing if thou keep them within thee. They shall all be fitted in thy lips. Do you hear the progression? The truth starts in your ear, then it gets in your heart, then it must be in your lips. And that's a beautiful thought, isn't it? It sounds a lot like Deuteronomy 6. We hear it. We love the Lord with all of our heart. Then we begin to teach it diligently to our children. Then he says, he goes on in Proverbs 22, verse 19, to say that thy trust may be in the Lord. I have made known to thee this day, even to thee. Have not I written of thee excellent things and counsels and knowledge that I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth, that thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that send unto thee. Again, do you, do you see the progression here? I want you to know it. I want you to trust the Lord, and then I want you to answer other people when they have questions. That's really what we're doing in the lives of our young people. We are instilling truth in them with the idea that they then will trust the Lord, and then they will be able to answer questions in the next generation. Uh, Let me just testify for a moment. I want my children to learn the certainty of truth. Ultimately, I want them to know the God of truth. I want them to believe what the Bible teaches about God, and I want to give them truth in a pleasant spirit. My dad said as a boy to me, son, always remember, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Boy, is that true. And so often we've given truth without grace. We've spoken truth without speaking in love. Uh, We have been, as my pastor used to say, on the right side, but not the bright side. Uh, Dear listener, Live out the Christian life with the joy of the Lord in such a way that it makes the truth beautiful to the next generation. In the words of Paul to Titus, adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. Dress it up by the way you live it out every day. And learn this, that you have a window, a moment of time, where you can influence your children knowing that someday they are going to choose for themselves. Several years ago, We made a great transition in life and ministry where we lived. It was quite a time of upheaval, Uh, not in a bad way. It was just God's way for us. Uh, The Lord stirred our nest and launched us out, and there was a great move in the midst of it. Our children, of course, were affected by that. Many of you have gone through such a thing. Our oldest daughter, Morgan, was going into her junior year of high school. Uh, That particular disruption set in motion a chain of emotions and questions, uh, her, her analysis of everything started uh, this chain reaction of questioning so many things. I have her permission to share this truth now that we are some ways removed from it, but she came to the place, as so many of us have at some point in life, where she started questioning everything, uh, the goodness of God, the Bible, why do we even believe what we believe? You know, the devil loves to take questions and calls other questions to come. Everything reproduces after its own kind. And it was a difficult time for her. It was a difficult time for me and her mother. Here we are trying to teach other people's children, but what about when your own children ask? Now it comes back home. I remember so many nights praying, so many days worrying, wondering, trying to answer questions, coming to the place of helplessness, realizing I couldn't fix it. I couldn't make her believe something. I could teach her truth, uh, but I could not force that kind of thing because she has a conscience and liberty of soul before the Lord. She's an individual. I remember the day we were walking across our family farm, just she and I talking, and 
and having a conversation. And I said to her, Morgan, I want us to have the kind of relationship so that the rest of your life you can ask me any question and we can talk. I may not have all the answers, but I want to, to be your father and your friend. I remember how that opened a, a door and a relationship-building moment uh, for some of those questions to be answered. It was a turning point. And then there was that moment when God broke through in her life. And I remember her testimony of how the Lord had made so many things and himself real to her. It was a victory for her. It was a victory in my own life and for my faith. May I say to you, some of you who are troubled even now about your children, give God time to work, and in this window, pray and do all you can. Uh, Live it out with joy and teach the truth, knowing that soon they're going to make choices on their own. You must choose for you, and they must choose for them. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Choose for your household now, and then pray that by the grace of Almighty God, our children will get it so deeply in their heart, they will know the truth, they will trust the Lord. And in the next generation, they will be able to answer the questions for those who ask them. Oh, may this spiritual chain reaction, uh, may it be set in motion today. May this relay race continue. God help us not to drop the baton, but pass it to the next generation. We hope that you will spend some time talking with your family today about these truths from God's Word and spend time praying for each member of your family. You may find additional podcasts, helpful articles, full-length Bible messages, and other resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Until next time, may God bless you and your family.